0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Up Next, this is your host Ali Murtada and my guest today is none other than Latifa bin Haydar, the co-founder of Mental Health AE. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. So hi Latifa, and welcome on Up Next.
1: Hi Ali, thank you for having me.
0: I mean it's great to have you and I I say this every time but I'm genuinely really excited to talk to you about your work and what you guys do because I am a huge advocate for mental health like I was rambling on to you before we started recording and you know this is something that I feel is really necessary so enough talking from my side and I want to leave the floor to you to tell us a bit more about yourself and the work they do with Mental Health AE
1: My name is Latifa bin Haida, I'm the co-founder of Mental Health AE um Mental healthE e is a platform that aims to raise awareness about the importance of mental health and um, aims to also get rid of the stigma associated with it.
0: Uh, I mean, that, that is great to see, especially, I mean, in this region, and this is something that we'll get into later. But how I like to start off each episode is by taking it back to the very, very beginning. So when you first got the idea or what was going through your head, I mean, why did you decide to launch it in the first place?
1: Okay, so backstory. Um, so I remember going up to uh, my co-founder, Tali Khawaja. Um, and, you know, we were working on some other project then. Like, this did not come to mind. And then I just, I remember I was like, I have a friend who's going through something and I don't know how to help her. Like I'm not sure how to help her. And every time I Google something, it's mostly advertisements about clinics and such. So like, can can you help me out? I need some sort of guide, like is there anything that's put together something here somewhere I can like in the UAE? He was like, yeah, I got this one second. You don't know how to research properly. And then he, he came back two days later and he was like, listen, I can't find anything. Um, and we just looked at each other, like, Oh God, is this another project we're going to take on? <laughs> Cause we're already working on multiple projects. And then it just kind of started literally the next day. He sends me a uh, domain. He booked, the, he booked the domain name matahath.ae. I'm like, are you serious? What is going on? And then he's like, we have to do something. I'm like, OK. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There is literally nothing else. There is nothing. Um, there is not enough resources, at least somewhere with information as to what people can do or where they can go. So that's that's kind of where it started. That was the story. It was just like, oh, that's missing. Okay, OK, let's do this.
0: <laughs> little did he know and you know it's kind of like what you were saying there is a huge stigma around mental health mm-hmm. you know it's not very usual for an arab person or someone living in the middle east to say oh i'm i'm feeling uh, Uh, i'm suffering with anxiety i'm depressed or i'm just not having the best day you know they just tell you oh just smile or uh, just uh, do something that takes your mind off of it but at times it's not that simple you know you can't just talk about it normally as if it's anything else so for that reason was there any kind of weird reactions from people around you when you first got the idea or started with it
1: yeah i mean for sure um for starters, some people were like, you know, I don't get the purpose behind all this, like what is going on. And then some were I had I had for I've known friends for a very long time, and some of them were, you know, suffering from from whatever type of thing they're going through. Like there were multiple messages that I got. And I've known them for so long, and they never they never talked about it because they were scared of the stigma. And then after you know, after they, they found out that, you know, I co-founded Sae, they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, and then suddenly I'm getting like messages, people sharing their stories. And I'm like, man, I've known you for years. How come we never spoke about this? But I mean, I understand that it's very scary to be, first of all, vulnerable. Um, they don't want to be judged. And it's just it's scary when you're alone. And, you know, the message we keep repeating is you're not alone.
0: Definitely. I mean, literally everyone around you is going through it, but they just not only are they scared to speak up. But I think another thing that we have here is that people do not know of it. Uh, For example, I'll give you a a personal bad story of mine. When I was 17, I was going through a very, very, very dark period in my life. It was pure rock bottom. Like I would wake up. I I don't understand why I woke up. I just sit on my bed, sleep, repeat. And then I was very down. And at the time, my mom noticed. And then she keep asking me, like, hey, what's bothering you? What's this? And, you know, my mom can read me, like, a book. You know, she can tell in a second if I'm feeling happy or whatnot. But at the same time, and I wanted to tell her. It's not like I wanted to hide. But I didn't understand what was happening with me. I didn't understand that I was depressed because I didn't know what depression was. I didn't know that mental health was a thing. And that's for 17 years. And, you know, hadn't I stumbled on a Gary V video, I, to this day, I wouldn't have found out and who knows where my life would have went at that time, you know, because it's not something that you can just see uh, on everyone's feed, like everything else, you know, people will talk about the most random things on Instagram, on social media or whatever, or even when you're talking with your friends, but it's never something that is brought up in a conversation. And even sometimes when it is brought up, people shy away from it because, they don't want to tell their story or say that they are vulnerable, like you are saying.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, I, th- I, had a, I had a very, very similar experience to yours also at 17, uh, 16, 17. I think it's just the transition phase or you're realizing you're going. It's just a lot of things are changing in your life. And I went through the same thing. I would sleep for so long just to like avoid life. And I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, same, my mom was like, you know, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I'm just like this. There's no reason. <laughs> just, just leave me be. Just, I'll get back to you if I find out. I don't know what's going on. But then same thing, you know, you go through, you start reading. First of all, you're too scared at the very beginning to start reading about these because you don't understand that there is a spectrum. Like we had this misunderstanding that it's either you're okay or crazy. Like that's it. There is no, maybe I'm going through something. I need some help and then I'll just, I'll be okay. We just thought I'll I'll either be like normal, having a normal life with family and friends or like in ML hospital, which is very unfortunate because we didn't know best. We didn't know better, honestly. And you're right. There is no awareness. It's part of the thing we're trying to do. I mean, we try to have as many talks as we can. We started with um, universities. Was, you know covid happened and we had to put a pause on that but then we started talking about it again you attended the fireside chat you just said um but we're trying as much as we can to raise awareness we had some corporate talks um people who attend our talks we tell them please try to start conversations at home we know it's not easy but i mean you can only one in four people suffer from a mental illness that's just the data so th- if you're a big family you know statistically statistically someone is going through something and just reach out you know like for example when they found out that i co-founded i didn't tell them anything but i i let them know that it's okay if they want to share if they want to talk you know that was just a first step so we need to raise awareness all together i mean it's it's such a such a big task not one person can do it it's everyone has to has to chip in you
0: know definitely everyone has to do their part cuz not only will it help them but also their loved ones you know when you start talking about your experiences people feel safe to talk about theirs too And then you start hearing their experiences and then, okay, so this person went through ABC and then you see someone else went through something similar. So who knows? Maybe you can, for example, if that person told you what helped him get over it or her her get over it, you can pass that on to the next person. Or Mm -hmm. a kind of thing is I was about to say direct them to some resources. But I think other than what you guys offer with your website and your social medias, I don't think there are any resources. And this isn't something institutional. This isn't something where uh, a country X has to step in and do this or region X has to step in and do this. No, it is the people have to be more aware. The people have to change their culture from within. So you build that in from your families. You start saying that it's okay if I don't want to wake up today and do anything productive. It's okay if I want to just take time of life, literally, just so I can get back into it. And you know that like you are saying there, there, there's a spectrum. It's not that, okay, I'm feeling sad today, so I don't want to show it or else they're going to send me to the site ward. No, that's not how it works. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of, there's several, several outlets. You know, There is therapy, there is medication. If you don't want to do that, there is meditation. There are so many things that rhyme with Asian, apparently. But there are a lot of things.
1: <laughs> the thing is, there are also... Um... Sometimes workout a workout helps, honestly. Like if people are feeling stuffy and they don't know what's going on, sometimes literally a workout, go for a run, I don't know, weightlifting, whatever it is, that alone can be you know, something that just costs, I'm okay now, like literally. So it depends on the person. Also important thing to keep in mind, we cannot tell them if it's, so they share with you the story, right? And you can't tell them, you know, in order to feel better, you have to do one, two, three. You share with them their, your story. Maybe it's something they need. Other than that, if you think they need professional help, what you can do is tell them, you know, um, I could book for you the appointment and take you if you'd if you if you'd like, if you don't want to go alone. Um, it's, you know, it's just like you go for a regular, like, physical checkup. You can go for, for one, for a mental one as well. I mean, it's, it's not a... How do I say this? I don't want to say that it's not a big deal. Like, I can't just, whatever people are going to say, oh, this is nothing. But then again, I don't want them to think that it's not something that maybe we can start working towards solving. Like, you know, let's work this out. So what you can do is you direct, you tell them, hey, you know, I'll book an appointment. I'll go with you. We can. I can help you out. We can do this together. You don't need to be scared. But you can't tell them you know the cure is one two three like you have to be very careful you can't play the part of the therapist
0: Definitely. I mean, because there are a lot of things that there are several cases that you're saying. There are cases where, first of all, they would have to go to a professional and tell them what to do, because only the professional can tell where they are on the spectrum. Right when they start opening it up to them and everything like that. Uh, I mean, if you find a friend coming to you, telling you them like telling you that you, they have a stomach ache, you can either tell them that they have Panadol or Google it and find out that they have. I don't know, like uh, a ruptured stomach or a ruptured kidney or a kidney failure because, you know, you do everything and then you find out that somehow you're going through a heart attack and you didn't know, even though that you had a tramp in your right shoulder. So uh, there are many different things and it is like a physical checkup in a way. And if anything, I think it's a lot more important because the the body and the physical shape is amazing, but without the brain, it's not going to work. It's like having a car with no fuel. Okay, yeah, you yeah. can have a Lamborghini, just park it over there, okay? Just look at it every day. You're not going to do anything with it. You need the fuel to keep you going. And now I think it's only fair that we talk about the services that you guys offer and kind of the information or just how you try to share, raise awareness on mental health through your website and Instagram and all.
1: So uh, we operate on three parallels. Uh, first is information and resources on our website and our socials. Um, we also host, um, events and meetups. So we had, uh, when we first started, we started with events at universities, again, to raise awareness. <clears throat> and, uh, we also host talks. We have Tuesday talks every week, and we also host, uh, wellness circles every week. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays are booked out every week for those. We dedicate them, my co-founder and I, um, so for Tuesday Talks, uh, we pick a topic every week to discuss, again, to raise awareness. And we alternate between English and Arabic to reach as many people as we can. Um, and the Wellness Circle was actually requested by whoever <laughs> follows health. They told us that they were just like a, a safe space to share and talk. They don't want it to be moderated or for certain topics to be discussed. And like a grief circle or something, for example, they just you know, wanted a place to come to every week and just talk and share and be comfortable talking about what they're going through. And, you know, sometimes we talk about um, what, like people share their struggles or, for example, you know, I had a panic attack yesterday or something. And then other days we just talk about, you know, I ha- I baked banana bread yesterday. And it's just okay. I mean, it's just a safe space for, you know, for us to, to come to and talk and share. Um, we... Okay, finally we have the third parallel. So we recently got incubated under man, Abu Dhabi government. Um, and what we're working on right now is a mobile app to provide mental health services, affordable mental health services in the region. And the thing is, you know, we could just tell you, you know, maybe you could go on, you know, talkspace or better help. But the problem was that, um, they, a lot of a lot of the therapists on there do not have regional exposure. They don't have the cultural background. They don't understand. Like for example, if, um, if Fatma goes and talks to Mark and goes, "You know, I told my mom I'm going through something," and she's like, "It's because you're not praying enough," he'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" So the, the, you know, it's it's kind of it's a lot of the comments we got, and we're like, what? we didn't really think about this. So thank you for sharing once again. We're going to do something you recommend. And now we're working on our mobile app. So this is where we are right now.
0: Yeah, that's truly incredible. And you know, I think the reason that a lot of people engage with you and they want to have these fireside chats and all of that is just a space for people you know, to talk. Because I, I think I read the survey that it was uh, done by the WHO that said that 50% of the people that took it that were in the age category 18 to 24 and they were Arab male or female, said that there's, 50% of them said that there's a stigma around seeking mental uh, health-related help, right? And they all, but then, you know, that was generally heartbreaking when I saw it, like, literally one in two people. This isn't, like, for example, in school, 1824, or in university, let's say you have 5,000 students, 2,500 think that there's a stigma around it. And they're scared to reach out, but then the thing that actually put a smile on my face is that they all agreed that this is the time to start speaking up, and it's the time to break up break that stigma. Because not only do people are people are sick and tired of it, but they don't want to pass it on to the next generations. Because they know what it's been like. You know, personally for me, I I know what it's been like, especially as a teenager, it was terrible. So th- that's the why one of my life goals is to be a keynote speaker, where I raise awareness about mental health among teenagers in the Middle East. Because, you know, these people are the, the, in that stage, they're in the molding to become the next presidents, to become the next politicians, economists, whatever they're going to be, doctors, engineers. So you have to, when you're molding them, you don't just focus on their education. You don't just focus on them studying the entire time or uh, are they doing going out doing, you know, such things or are they just going out with their friends and going back at nine? You know, then they're going to be the perfect generation. No, there are other things that you have to look after. Or mm-hmm. This is how you mold the next generation. This is how... You know, you build a generation that can actually make an impact and like leave their footprint.
1: You're so right. You're so <laughs> right. There's so many, so many things to factor in.
0: Exactly. It just and it's sad to see that neglected, you know. But then even if it's neglected at the higher up, it's great to see like within families and like parents. It's great to see that the children are stepping up and they're going to want to pass it on to their children. So, you know, sooner or later, because, you know, there's natural selection, sooner or later, it will be passed on. It will, the stigma will not be there. I am a thousand percent certain that, especially with platforms like yours, where you, you don't have to, you know, look for a secret cult to tell someone that you're depressed. No, you can just Google it. Just mentalhealth.ae and then you have your health, you have resources telling you where to go. If you're in distress, if you're going through something, you know where to go, who to call and things like that. And, you know, you're having a lot of, um, I mean, I don't want to say the name. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to butcher it. I think psychiatrists. Um, Did I say it correctly? Yeah. Okay, thank God. So you have a lot of them in the UAEs, and they're not just the expensive clinics where it's a thousand dirhams a session. You know, people can't afford it and then it's going to add more to their burden, if anything, <laughs> that you're defeating the purpose. So you're having a lot of these solutions. So it's truly great to see. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. We're really trying our best. Um, also, I just wanted to, to say this. Um, it's important to keep in mind that Sometimes you have to shop around for your therapist. Um, You're not going to find, sometimes you're not going to find the right match from the very beginning. But that doesn't mean that you should stop searching and then they're all bad and I'm just going to suffer alone. Like, Try your best, you know, try to visit as many as you can. And sometimes it's from the first visit, sometimes the second, sometimes the tenth. You just have to keep trying. You have to keep working on yourself. And you have to remember that you're not alone. You're not the only one going through this. There are many people who are willing to help.
0: Definitely. Now, you know, at this point of the episode, I would usually ask about the challenges that you faced starting all of this. But I kind of want to tune in the question and make it specific to what you guys are doing. So were there any challenges related to the fact that what you were doing or what you were building was around mental health?
1: It's just the stigma in itself. Sometimes the crowds are accepting and they want to talk more about it. And sometimes people are like, why, why, why is she bringing this up? What, What's happening? Like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm very uncomfortable. So it's again, the stigma, we also, we also suffered with that, but again, we have to talk about it. I mean, if I have to be the person to deal with this, then I'll, I'll deal with it. I'm fine. Let's just talk about this. Um, that was part of the struggle. But the thing is, a lot of people need a lot of people need help and sometimes you just have to ignore the people who are trying to push you down and especially since it's about a topic that is again if if you're going through something that means you're crazy it doesn't mean you know maybe you you need some help and you'll be fine like we talked about spectrum earlier um these are these are the people you need to like listen sit down we need to have a talk there's something wrong with you you need to understand one two three please do not like sometimes it's, it's because of these people that others cannot share had to
0: go through <laughs> okay now you actually just answered the question that i had planned for later that was uh, how to deal with people that are on the complete other side of the spectrum that think that and there's no such thing as mental health you know maybe they haven't gone through it because uh, like we were saying it's one out of four people in the entire world but then them going out and saying okay no i i haven't been through it so it doesn't exist you know it's like saying climate change isn't real you can't, you just can't avoid, you can't just run around from it. And you know, if it doesn't affect you, you coming up and saying, no, it's not real is going to convince someone that is going through it. And when they're going through it, they're already vulnerable. They're already weak. They're questioning a lot of things. So you're going to make them question if what they're feeling is even real. And then they're going to try and live their life. Like there's nothing, but you can't, you can't just, you can't run a marathon with a, with a broken leg. You just can't. And it's the same thing with your brain.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, and just because you went, you you didn't go through it doesn't mean others didn't. We ask them to be a little more compassionate. If you don't understand it, just don't say anything mean. I mean, if you don't have anything good to say, just don't say anything mean. Okay. And what if, for example, your kid or your sibling is going through something? You can't say this to them. What you can do is just go like, "Okay, I don't understand what's going on, but I'll." I'll try to help by like taking you to someone who can help. It's the least they can do. So this is what we try to tell them.
0: And sometimes it can be as easy as just lending someone an ear. You know, sometimes you just sit down. Don't talk for like an hour or whatever. Let the person get everything off their chest. And you know, at cases, you just need to talk about it. Because when you leave it in your brain and you're just talking with it to yourself about it to yourself, it's it gets very painful. You know, you're just inside that loop in your brain where you're just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes just getting it out there. You know, this is why people say journaling stuff is good and blogging and yeah. stuff like that. Because you yeah. get it out there in the world. You know, it's not just stuck in your head anymore. And uh, th- something as simple as that just help someone. So don't push them down. Don't say like no it doesn't exist. I didn't go through it. It's not real. I mean you're literally just doing more harm than by just sitting there and you you can literally just sit there and listen. How hard can that be? Just open your ears.
1: Thing is it's also sometimes it's important to keep in mind that these people don't don't mean don't wish you anything bad. Because maybe maybe saying this to themselves through hard times, I'm not gonna say they went through you know Because one in four people, maybe they didn't go through anything. But everyone goes through a hard time in their life. And maybe saying these things to themselves helped them get through them. And they think that if they repeat them to someone who is going through something a little harder than them, then maybe it's going to work. But sometimes it makes things worse. It backfires. So it's also important to educate yourself. We tell them, please read at least on things to say and things not to say. Just in the listening part. No need to tell them, oh, this is not a big deal. Because it is. I mean, sometimes it is. You can't tell me it's not a big deal, man. Like, it doesn't work like this. Just listen to me instead of applause.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, people, you know, when you build up a lie and then you craft it so well that even you try to believe it because you think it's going to answer all your problems. And then they just reflect that on people. It can be even subconsciously like, you know, hey, this is worth it for me. Here, take it. It doesn't exist. Go through it.
1: And like we said, there's, sometimes there's just no awareness. I mean, for example, there are no parents who would... Do, okay, I'm not going to generalize. <laughs> okay. There are no parents who would wish for their kids to suffer. And sometimes they think that what they're doing is right. And because there was no awareness, they don't understand this. So if you tell them, you know, I'm going through this or something, they sometimes they just automatically, you know, relate it to spirituality. Like... You're not praying enough, or maybe you need to get closer to God. Maybe it's something that worked for them. But the thing is, it's important to not associate them together. Just like you think about physical health. If I broke my leg, you're going to take me to the hospital, are you not? So try to try to relate them. Like, oh, physical health, as important as mental health, okay. If my kid is going through something, I'm going to take them to a specialist. Because I can't tell my kid, you know, you have a broken leg go pray you'll be fine it doesn't work like that so we tell them you know if it doesn't make sense to you try to relate them at least an importance like if you don't know what to do just take them somewhere no no money is wasted on on a checkup or just checking up on your kid or your sibling or even yourself what's the harm in paying a little just to make sure you're okay
0: exactly that That like you're saying if you brought the like if, if your kid brought there that you're not gonna lay them down on the kitchen table and then i like, get a kitchen knife and operate on them right so it's the same thing you know good intention doesn't mean that the action or uh, whatever you're doing is good it can be completely different yeah now you know i got a couple of questions for you that i really believe and kind of know that they will help people because i'm sure they help me i'm sure they help a lot of people because you probably know a bit more about this than me and the people listening So, first off, is during these times, you know, where there's so much uncertainty, people have no idea what's going to happen the next day. So, it's hard to even keep a smile on your face, let alone study and work and all of that. So, how can you try and do all of that while at the same time maintaining your mental sanity, not even health?
1: I'm not going to play a therapist, um, but I'm just going to try to give you tips, some tips that I read on, or some helped me, or some of my friends. Um first of all it's important to remember that if you need a break take it. There's no point burning out and then taking twice as long to recover. It doesn't work like that. So if you need a break just take it. If you need a breather your body or your mind is literally letting you know that you need a break. It's fine. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you slower than anyone. Just take the break. Second is it's important to put a plan for work. Like if you have a lot of work to get done, when you wake up in the morning, say, okay, I need to finish one, two, three today and be realistic. Uh, planning helps a lot with managing the stress because if you just just dive in and take on as much as you can, it's, not, it's never going to finish. But breaking it down and going like, I'll finish this today by 2 p.m., I'll take a break and then I'll continue from 5 to 7 p.m. And then I'll just leave whatever is left till tomorrow. And that's fine. This helps a lot, way more than you think. Planning helps you manage the stress, manage the tasks you have for the day, and helps you plan your breaks as well.
0: Definitely. I mean, because I think something you touched on was burnout. And like I recently learned a bit about it. I think I even did like a little story thing about it on my Instagram to my faithful nine hundred followers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, what I learned about it is that you know there is no divide between work and home. Uh, and studying you know for example uh, in uni you'd leave the gate of the university city for example in like the a, in AOS, and then you would know okay uni is done i can go home watch netflix do whatever mm. i want with my life or yeah. with work you know uh, it's five or six p.m and you can just go home do whatever you want to do but then with working and studying from home you're always in on your desk you're always in front of your laptop so you think i should always be working yeah I mean, n- there is no divide. You know, there isn't a stage where you can just say, I'm done with work because work is home and everything is home. Everything is, is on that desk, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's very hard to know when you are about to hit burnout. But then it's basically when you're unable to do the very simple tasks that you're always able to do. Or when you're unable to keep track of your time, so it's definitely very important to take breaks. Because that you're saying you're only gonna you're benefiting yourself if you don't take a break, it's gonna be even worse, and you're gonna have to take much longer to recover. Exactly like with the mention of the broken leg that we've been going through the entire episode. If you don't rest your leg and then keep working out on it, if uh, the recovery time was two months, now it's gonna be five, six, seven months even. Right, so it's the same case like treat your brain as if it's any other muscle or any other bone in your mind and your mi- bone in your mind yeah okay just don't take my word for that just uh, that just came out I don't know I study economics i'm not I'm not a biology major or a doctor <laughs> now you know the second question is so basically there are a lot of people suffering with mental health like that like you're saying this is stats this is data. And for a lot of people, they are on the other side of the spectrum, which is the more severe one. And, you know, I'm only asking this because I saw on your website that you guys have something, uh, an option where if you're in distress or if you are going through something very severe, what you should do. So I want to ask you if someone is having very severe anxiety or depression, having any negative thoughts, something to do with self-harm or dating their own life or something like that. What resources do they have available for them? How can they still reach out and, you know, talk about what they're going through? Or how can they, I mean, I, I don't know how to phrase it, but how can they find a way out of this position?
1: Okay. So, unfortunately, we, I just want to say we still do not have a um, suicide hotline. Inshallah, Inshallah, we do. fingers crossed. I mean, I'm just praying it happens um but what we have on our website is you can you know call call the police or it sounds really scary doesn't it can't call the police
0: um <laughs> snitch on yourself
1: There's <laughs> is the Bashid hospital as well that deals with crisis um or what i would like to say is have a please see a therapist and then I'm sure they have, you know, if you're going through something, you can contact them right away. Because a therapist can only tell you what to do, right? Again, I come from business management and finance background. I can't I can't really, you know, answer it like one, two, three, do this and you know, whatever, you'd be fine. It doesn't work like this. But try to take deep breaths, slow down and try to go, okay. I need help. I'm going to call someone. Or, you know, if you can't call these places, you can call a friend or someone you know who can deal with this situation and go like, I need help. Can you please take me somewhere? I mean, that's all I can say for now. I can't, again, I can't play therapist.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just a quick disclaimer. We are not licensed professionals. We do not have degrees in this. I mean, uh, she, she studied business management and finance, and I'm studying economics. The, uh, nowhere near uh, being a psychiatrist or the basically we have surface information about this but this is our way of trying to spread information and awareness about this and doing our part in breaking up the stigma regarding it by just sharing the outlets that you have available and these outlets that are made by professionals these official outlets that are licensed by governments all around the world so again don't you don't have to take our words for it you can check out their website all of the information on it is regarding official uh, and licensed outlets yeah and these tips might have worked for myself or might have worked for the latifah but it does it won't necessarily work for you so this is the quick disclaimer just please don't sue me i will not afford the lawsuit <laughs> i just <laughs> please don't <laughs> i really can't afford the, afford the lawsuit right now not now or ever so yeah this is just a quick disclaimer we are not licensed professionals this is just our way of trying to help Now onto the last question, and hopefully we don't get sued. (laughs) But uh, you know, as we're getting closer to sign off, I like ending by asking about the future. So you just said that you were being intubated, and you're developing an app. uh, It sounds weird when I say you're being intubated, (laughs) like not you, the company (laughs) is being intubated and you're working on developing an app where people can uh, have psychiatrists and professionals available for them with regional experience at low prices. So other than that, what what does the future hold for you? Like, what are your future plans for mental health, AE, and the next coming years?
1: Uh, that's a, very ironic, given that I keep saying it's important to plan. I don't have a plan. We just take it step by step and we just go according to what people ask for, um, what people mainly need help with. That's why we started with information resources and then talks at universities and we just literally step by step. And they're like, oh, you know, we want to learn more about this, this and that. And we used to have Tuesday talks in person and it shifted online with COVID, of course. So it just depends on what people request. Um, We're more of a... We're 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 um, user driven. I think that's the right word. You tell us what you need. If it's something we can work on, then we do it. It's as simple as that. I mean, so far my co-founder and I have been, you know, uh, self-funded, <laughs> so it hasn't been easy. There's zero revenues, but again, <laughs> we this for a good cause to raise awareness.
0: I mean, yeah, I think in your in your sector, it's more of being reactive because there isn't exactly like an ABC uh, market plan or business plan where in quarter three, you'll be doing X, Y, Z. No, it's right. reacting to what people want, you know, or and what the people need. exactly.
1: Yeah. We also try to tell people to be uh, proactive. Um, so if they don't think they're going through something or maybe it's something minor that they keep putting off. It's okay to just, you know, see, again, a therapist just for checkup. Just tell them, you know, I'm here for a checkup. I I don't know if I'm going through something, but this this thing has been bothering me. Just, again, just to checkup. It's okay. And it's good because then you have, you know, a therapist in your contact, someone you can, you know, that like you're comfortable with, you can rely on if anything happens. God forbid. Um, and if... There was, there there did happen to be something. Then you deal with it before it gets to the other spectrum.
0: Exactly. And like, we you know, we've been talking about like comparing it to physical health. But when you are having a cold or that like you think you're having a cold, especially right now, you're going to run to the doctor and get a checkup and get a test kit, you know. So it's something similar. You it, You might think it's not that big. But a checkup would never hurt, and if anything, it will. If God forbid you do have something, then it's better for you because you'll be treated the right way. And if you don't, then it's even better because you're assured that everything is fine and it won't build up on your anxiety or your stress. You know, you might think that you have something, so it just no foul, no harm. Yeah, it's better to instead of waiting for something to happen, just be proactive. If there's nothing, there's nothing. If not, then you can work on it with professionals. And, you know, before I close off, I generally want to thank you and your co-founder and all of the people working with you, because what you guys do is truly special. You know, it is something that is very selfless, like you were saying. You guys are self-funded, and this is something that I feel is bigger than you and bigger than Mental Health AE. This is something that is huge. This is something that a lot of people suffer from, and I'm sure thousands of people literally just because of you guys posting about this went to the person next to them and asked them hey how are you feeling but not like i'm good thanks no it's more of like yeah i'm going through this and then you can relate to them it's this is how we are gonna break up the stigma around it you know there is no there's it's not easy there isn't a highway they can just go on and then take these steps and it'll be done it's going to take time but it's all about spreading the message because the this mobilization of people this is how change happens and you guys are doing an amazing part in that and yeah like again on behalf of myself and everyone that follows you everyone that was helped by what you guys do and i'm sure that's a lot thank you from the very very bottom of my heart
1: thank you so much obviously we couldn't have done this alone and we just want to thank everyone everyone who's trying to help us like starting the conversation trying to raise awareness and please to those who still did not start the conversation please do ask your friends talk about this tell them it's okay if they want to share you know just you know just let's try to get the message out there
0: Exactly. And on that note, Latifa, once again, thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much for your time. It was truly a pleasure to have you on and to learn more about your story. And also, one last thing is, guys, please check out their website, mentalhealth.ae and their Instagram and everything. If you guys are going through something similar, if you just want to learn for the sake of learning... Or want to know how you can help someone that is going through something similar? Just go on, check out what directories they have, what resources they have, and I'm sure that it will help you in a way or the other.
1: Thank you so much. Please remember, you're not alone, and together we can make a change.
0: Once again, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.